levels again. Can you talk again, Sheila? Yes, here we are. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Edit that part out. We'll oh, we're rolling, huh? Fancy music, and then we'll stick that at the beginning. And <laughs> yeah, we'll... do we have a theme song? I'll find one for us. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Here we are. Welcome to Oof, I Wrote That, <laughs> which, uh, as we've been kind of noticing, as we've been kind of sitting here going through our stuff, is pretty apropos, I think. I would like to say, I think Oof does not go far enough, oof, because... What about oof <laughs> I already have the Twitter handle. How about some vomiting noises? Some vomiting <laughs> Because that's what I'm feeling right now. Oh, don't feel that way. I'm not going to say that it's better than you think it is, because my <laughs> shit is terrible. So welcome, uh, gentle listeners. Uh, my name is Erica. I have Sheila sitting across from me. Hello. And we have decided, for some reason, uh, to humiliate ourselves on the internet. Uh, what we are going to be doing here in a few minutes, we're going to have a little light chat before we get into it, but is talking about and... Uh, reading you some of our uh can we call it work <laughs> it's a stretch but we can we'll call it work some of our work from 15 20 uh, from our from the mists of time from our youth we'll say <laughs> not that we're like old or anything but but first uh inaugural oh let me grab my glass whatever of champagne this fucking ends up being cheers cilantro very exciting Ah, that dead space is brought to you by champagne. Um, ooh, that's tasty. It's the cheap kind. You know, the barefoot stuff, like, is good, though. Surprisingly good. I think it's better than the Corbel. I use, like, the Pinot Grigio to, like, cook and shit. Like, yeah, it's good stuff. Welcome to Wine Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, we're gonna kind of keep this kind of loose and just sort of see where it goes, if there's something actually here. If we do actually vomit while we're, like, trying to get through this shit because it's not good it's not it's not i was reading through some of mine earlier and i was like oh this this is one of my like better things so it'll be fine and then i read it and i was like mother of fucking god like are you serious i would just like to add that i actually made mine worse i initially wrote this piece slash giant novel when i was 12 and although it was derivative it was not terrible but then when i was 14 i didn't think the language was flowery <sighs> enough yeah so i went back through the whole thing and made the prose really purple why why did we think that was okay as kids i'm gonna blame our english teachers okay i'm done with that just kind of shuff the blame off to somebody yeah. else i'm into it sorry dr bostock <laughs> you were a great professor <laughs> i'm very into it more silence is brought to you by <laughs> champagne uh, so, yeah, we'll just kind of dive into it. Um, I always kind of described myself as kind of a wannabe novelist, because I always... Well, well, should we start where... Because it started for you before, mm -hmm. like, we'll call it uh, the my albatross, my <laughs> albacore around my neck, if you're a Sopranos <laughs> fan. Uh, this story of these, like, two women, it's kind of shuffled, you know, consi not considerably, but enough as time has gone on. Uh, Darcy and Renee were two uh, characters we came up with, I want to say, at a slumber party in high school? I want to say at a Ruby Tuesdays. Was it Ruby Tuesdays? I believe it was. Okay. Or was that Nicotina? It was all the same night. Was it all the same night? That's insane. Maybe not. That's craziness. Because we wrote some songs with Nicotina. We did. Because we're those people. <laughs> um, that's a story for another day. If I can find some shit with Nicotina, that would be fucking amazing. I will see what I can do, because I do think I have that notebook. Oh, if you do. Oh, my God. Oh, because then we have to sing the songs. 
And that's embarrassing. <laughs> Even more so. <laughs> but anyway, so we used to pass this notebook back and forth. Oh, uh, one other thing. We have uh, Mr. The Dog is with us as he is ever present in all of the uh, uh, Team Puma Knife podcasts, which we are also part of that network. So yay, Team Puma Knife. But Mr. The Dog is here. So if you hear any snorting, odd noises, there's not a serial killer in the house. It is just my <laughs> adorable little uh, dog. So, yeah, we uh, kind of created this basic sort of story, and then we started passing a notebook back and forth, because who wants to pay attention during class and actually learn things? Particularly in theology class. Yeah, it was just all kind of a a gross waste of time. It was a gross waste of time. Yeah. Long pauses (laughs) as Erica drinks her champagne. Um, But yeah, so we kind of... Uh, we were actively searching for that notebook. Yes, it is believed to be in my house. Yes, so hopefully we can find that, because I think that that not only will be the most embarrassing, because if memory serves, like, one of us would go, like, one way. Like, remember you had this one section about, like, these different rooms and this really cool kind of dream that you had? Yes, I remember that. And I was like, no, fuck that, we're going to go this way. <laughs> and we would just kind of wildly swing, and, like, it got really melodramatic and fucking stupid. And... Well, it was often based on whatever had happened that day or whoever the new crush was. So right. it was episodic. Because exactly. we were, what, like, 14? Yeah. 15-ish? Uh, we might have been 16. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, driving, yeah, if we were at yep. Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, whatever, what are you going to do? But I'm always going to try and make it seem like I was younger when I wrote this stuff, because that, some for some reason, makes me feel a little better. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of where that sort of started, and that has always been, like, I'm still kind of trying to make Darcy and Renee happen. I have, like, 400 pages of something written. Well, at one point, Darcy and Renee were analogs for you and me. Yes, they were. And it's kind of, like, gone away from that, because mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to, right? But... Yeah, so I'm hoping someday, because that, like, I feel like if I can get that done, then I can actually, like, do other stuff. Because I have other stuff that I want to write, but whenever I start writing anything, I'm always like, oh, but I have 400 pages of that. It's your white whale it for is. more nautical metaphors. It is, exactly. So, yeah, there's that. As I burp. Because <laughs> that's just the kind of podcast this is going to be. We're two women, we're gross, and you're just going to have to deal with that. It's loosey-goosey. Get ready for another very long pause. I'll hold my breath while you drink your champagne. That wasn't that long of a pause. Thank you for talking through it. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. So, uh, one of the things, I mean, we can kind of like, again, this is just sort of experimental. We're kind of seeing what works. Have you been reading anything, playing anything narrative? Kind of, have you had a story recently that's kind of struck you and stuck with you and i don't know why i'm doing all these weird arm motions because you can't see me so i liked them though good i'm happy so i'm terrible i'm a librarian and i have not been reading i checked out a book yesterday but it looks to be truly terrible and i'm not even gonna waste your time talking about it what is the book i'm curious oh i can't even remember what it's called i think it's called black and white and it's basically we have noticed um there's a trend in young adult literature which is kind of a game of thrones effect so there's a lot of warring factions and kingdoms at stake and brother sister stuff wasn't there like warring factions though with like uh fucking twilight and that that's been around for a minute hasn't it arguably yeah okay but uh, with game of thrones right that's just kind of leaks into everything now it's been you know i was just reflecting on this yesterday it's been a part of my life now for like six or seven years it's like a large yeah, percentage I was of still my life living in the city that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that first season like all on one Sunday evening oh. and like being 
very tired at work the next day. I spent an entire summer drinking champagne on the porch, just blowing through the books. And it was probably the best summer of my adult life. That sounds pretty lovely. Uh, I I think the best (laughs) summer of your adult life was when we spent the summer in a dark room in your basement playing Resident Evil 4. The summer of 2006. It was glorious. Right around when I wrote this garbage. (laughs) Uh, Playing any games or anything? I have been deeply immersing myself in Breath of the Wild, which is my favorite thing to do at the holiday season. It's like sit in the lights of the Christmas tree and just play some Zelda. You always were very into Zelda around Christmas time. I was. And then lately, this is the fun thing. Dave's been coming down from upstairs and he plays Zelda while I play Zelda on the DS. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you playing on the DS? Oh, what is it called? The, a Link Between Worlds. Ooh, I have that and I haven't played it yet. So it's excellent. It's the true spiritual successor to A Link to the Past, which I was very skeptical about anything being able to top it it's really charming well, the I don't NPCs think you should look at it as like topping it though right it's like just being like update I don't want to say updating though because I was and I was skeptical because they use the same map and I was like well is that just recycling but it's it's incredibly well done I'm not very far I'm only one dungeon in but the NPCs are really charming um and I don't know it just feels the power that you get where you can become 2D in 3D, it's such a perfect use of the 3DS. And I was skeptical about 3D, too, because I have old people eyes and I don't like that kind of I thing. I hate 3D. Like with, like, but this is working for me. And I can't remember what it's called. Stereoscopic 3D or something like that. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really working for me. So I'll keep you posted on that. But please do. I should just, like, fire it up because I definitely have it. Um, Like the, yeah, the DS is, like, sitting right here. Like, have it. Been meaning to play it. Never got around to it, which is like the Erica fucking story. I almost said my last name. Um, I know. It's crazy. That was about the dog mode. Probably didn't get picked up, so it just sounds like I'm talking to no one because I'm crazy. Uh, what did I just read? I picked up a couple things when we were in San, uh, when we were on uh, vacation not too long ago. Um, there's this bookstore in San Francisco called City Lights. That they does like a bunch of their own publishing and they have some like hard to find books there. And I picked up a couple things. I can't walk into a bookstore and not not make a purchase because that's just, you know, my struggle. But um, yeah, one was about like a little Japanese thrift store and all like the stories of all like the stuff. Oh, charming. They, yeah, exactly. Like a really like light, fluffy, like let's just forget about everything horrible and terrible and just like focus on this delightful little world. And then the other was about like... It's one of those, like, through different eras kind of story. And I want to say it has to do with mirrors. Ooh. Which is, like, kind of my jam, too. But, um... Can I stop you to recommend The Hundred-Year-Old House by Rebecca Mackay if you like that kind of story? Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. What is it about? So I read it a while ago, but it's about... It starts... I think it starts in modern times with the story of an academic couple whose marriage is kind of falling apart. And then it goes back all the way to 1929 and just the different generations of people and families that lived in the house. Ooh, really well done. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, so I'll keep it posted cuz I started reading the one on the flight back, but then uh I got distracted by uh Dragon Ball Z movies and watching those happens. instead cuz that's as someday maybe you will find out that is that it's also my struggle. <laughs> Ooh, I did I did just remember a book that I read. When I was in Newfoundland, I brought a book with me called Himself by Jess Kidd and it is ostensibly a murder mystery but really more of a character study um it's about this town in Ireland and it's the language is it's literary fiction and it's really beautifully written her her sense of like simile and metaphor is really excellent and also her dialogue is snappy and it has a really 
true i lived in ireland for three years all of my you know my grandparents were all irish immigrants so i was kind of immersed in, in that in my life and she did a really good job nailing the way that they speak well and it's nice when that happens when you read a book and you're like oh yes this is the way it is yes i did think and the protagonist he's one of these like charming rake types that you see in tom robbins books and that kind of thing which can Sometimes irritate me now that I'm a little Tom older. Robbins, that's a name that like takes me back to a certain like space and time. Yes, and I I'm not as in love with Tom Robbins as I was because I'm kind of over those charming that was, rakish that guys. That was like a very like specific like it was me, it was you, and that girl Trish. Remember Trish? Mm-hmm. She was really into him too, and I think we were all kind of reading him right at the same time, and it was just kind of that perfect sort of. Yeah, you know, when you have other people, like, reading the same shit that you're reading, it's like, I can actually talk about this with somebody. Yes. That was before there were so many great online book discussion communities, I think, which kind of fills that niche for me now. But I really loved this book. I did think that the actual murder mystery bit fell apart a little. I don't think the motive was really there for the character, and it came a bit out of nowhere. It wasn't... I, in my mind, a well-done mystery is one where you could have solved it if you were really paying attention. I agree. This one, it was like someone was arbitrarily chosen to kind of trick you, but uh-huh. I still absolutely loved the book. So it was more of a journey, like you like the journey getting there, and the ending was a little unsatisfying. Yes, because the deal was, it begins with this really disturbing um, anecdote of a woman being beaten to death by her lover, and then it turns out that the protagonist, Mahoney, he's, he's the bastard son of this woman so he goes back to the village to kind of investigate what happened to his mother you know find out who his dad is exactly and there's a little there's a lot of magical realism that dawns on you slowly so much it ticked all of my boxes irish stuff literary fiction i mean magical realism absolutely loved it oh that's another one i have like sitting upstairs uh, every heart a doorway (gasps) did you read that one i haven't finished it yet I got, like, I started reading it, I think, right before we went somewhere, and then I didn't bring it with me for some reason. Like, I must have forgotten to grab it. So it just kind of... But it's not a long book. What is no. it, like, 120 pages, 150? It's a shorty short. It almost feels like YA, and I can't quite put my finger on why I wouldn't consider it to be YA. I think it is YA, is it? Do you? Maybe. Well, I think, for me, part of why it doesn't feel like YA is because there very deliberately is no romance, because the main character is asexual, which is interesting. That's not a representation that you see often. It's very refreshing. Indeed. That was one of the things I really liked about uh, Moana's, like, like a year and a half old at this point. But there's no, like, love interest in Moana. And it's so, like, oh, thank you. Yes. Like, we all have periods of our lives when we don't have a love interest. This is so fucking refreshing. There's Mm -hmm. something else recently that I watched that I was, like, oh, she's going to fall in love. Oh, she didn't. Oh, outstanding. And this is why, as a youth services librarian, even at a young age, it's hard to recommend certain books to boys girls will read pretty much anything you hand them whether or not there's a love story whether or not the protagonist is male or female they don't need to they don't really discriminate boys if it's a female protagonist with the occasional exception of things like hunger games just absolutely won't read it and they say to me even when they're too young to have this coded into their brains already they'll say no that's a girl book yeah but that's a boy book started like really 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 early right like i mean if you're a little boy you're like decked out in blue and if you're a little girl you're decked out in pink it's like from the instant you're out of your mother it's just like it's just heartbreaking even the toddlers and even like the barely walkers we give stickers to every kid who as they leave the department and i always put out princesses and i always put out trucks and trains and ninja turtles and the boys never ever 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 take the princesses it has never happened in three years 
It makes me sad. I know. Like, like the princesses. It's okay. Princesses are rad. Exactly. Moana was a princess. Kind of. There was a really great children's book, and I'm going to have to look up what it was called, but the illustrations were done by Quentin Blake, who illustrated all the Roald Dahl books. Ooh. Yes, and it was about a boy, and it was aimed at probably like 8 to 10, and the boy was, he just wanted to dress like a girl. Love it. Loved it. It's outstanding. Well done. I have a friend, actually, who's trying to uh, write a children's book about with a non-binary uh, protagonist. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to go and read that as soon as you're done. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, uh, recently, maybe in like the last year or so. I found a set of children's books. I want to say the first one's called, like, Quest or Journey or something. And I forget the author, but they're books, but they don't have any words in them. So I have uh, a cousin of mine. Uh, her husband is very into D&D. So I was like, oh, well, you can kind of change the story each time. He's a he'll DM for stuff. So I was like, you'd love this for their little daughter. So I, like, gave it to him, and they're like, absolutely in love with it and the art in there is gorgeous hook me up with those because it reminds me and you remember this from our childhood the chronicles of harris burdick by chris van allsberg it's this book of these black and white full page illustrations and they will sometimes have a one sentence caption Ooh. and so you you tell the story around it oh, whatever you that. want That's it to awesome. be it's it's a beautiful book because it can change always mm-hmm. you know like no matter what you're feeling or then when she gets a little older and she wants to like tell the story she can do that I was, like, very jacked when I found them. Um, one of them is called Journey, another one is called Quest, and then there's a third book. Because it's just a trilogy, but it's, like, good times. Good times had by all. So. <laughs> have we stalled long enough? I think we have stalled <laughs> long enough. Um, should we do a little bit of context corner? I think so. Okay. So, we are going to get into kind of the meat and potatoes here now. Um... I have about 12 pages, I think I'm going to read, of this this thing I wrote. Not a thing. Like, it's to the t- it's a story. We'll just call it a story. I'll stop being like, yeah. Maybe we should learn to love our, our beautiful monsters. Here. I think we have to, right? Like, it's Monster Factory, this shit. Like, it's, <laughs> no, we, we love them. It's, it's Final Pam. We love her because she's grotesque and horrible and <laughs> blows up everything. That is the greatest episode of Monster Factory. Seen that one? Oh my god! You have to watch the. Oh, it's the Fallout Four one. It's like three episodes long, and it's the fucking best. I think I need you to curate for me a list of all the good YouTube videos. I mean, we just end up watching the same shit like over and over and over. Like I've watched um, fucking Dragon Ball Z abridged, probably. I mean, that's like stupidly long and we've we've, we'll just put it on like a saturday like we're bumming around the house like oh let me do the dishes let me do this we'll just have it on all day like that's just like what we do now that's delightful it is it's lovely and i caught my champagne because i'm fucking badass (laughs) (laughs) all right all right so we'll just we'll just dive in head first here context corner context corner so the thing that i'm going to be uh reading is something that i had started writing i very distinct memories of working on this on the bus ride up to um college when i was living at home uh during that just college was terrible for me i fucking Mm -hmm. hated college dark days absolute dog shit um so it was it's kind of like this attempt at like a send-up of the fantasy genre interesting it's not no it's it's terrible (laughs) like the whole concept was there's been like there's supposed to eventually be this chosen one but like so many people have like fallen into this world 
that, that they haven't been the chosen one and then like horrible things have happened to them. And we're on like, I, I want to say it's like the 28th or something at the point where because there's like a whole bunch of fucking characters in this fucking thing. When this girl who works at the Happy Bakery uh, Corporation falls through <laughs> this like hole in the universe and uh, is deposited into this world. Um, one of the things that I dis- also distinctly remember about this was uh, one of the characters calling themselves a fantasy failure. Ooh. But I think that's on the page that I lost. And I'm really upset about that. Is there just one missing page and that's the page? I think there's one or two. Like right at the beginning, like there's the first page. And when I uh, opened it up earlier, it was like hanging on by like the very last oh. like three hole punch. So the other like following two or three are just fucking like gone. Lost to the ages. I mean, I have a vague recollection and I could probably like fill in the blank like a little bit. Because it's not like, I think it's just right after... She kind of falls into this world, and it's like, she meets this fucking... Why describe when I can read? So, the format of this is, uh, Sheila has complete carte blanche (laughs) to just rip the shit out of this. I will try not to abuse my carte blanche. No, you're good. You're good. It's alright. Okay. And then I want to say also, as I continue to stall for time... Uh, it was called Heartless at one point, I want to say, and I did have a cover illustration. Because <gasps> I was going to do it for NaNoWriMo, because that always like goes <laughs> so well. Um, so I might still have that image, and if I do, I will flip it up on our social media. Excellent. It definitely features somebody doing like that, like the eating a vagina <laughs> on the front of it. Sorry, we have social media? Oh, we do have an oof. I wrote that uh, Twitter. Yes. Okay. Good to know. I got that like as soon as I like had the initial idea. I was like, oh, let me lock this down because like somebody might take it. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Bracing, uh, bracing chug of champagne. <sighs> okay. Here we go. All right. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do voices. Might I just, dev- I think it might devolve into voices just so we can kind of like, I think for clarity for myself and our listeners, I think you might need to well, go fuck yourself. Sheila. I'm sorry. I, just, I stand by that statement. I need this to be a high quality production if my name is attached to it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not doing voices. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Uh, Heartless, a story by what? Uh, like 21 year old Erica. Oh, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Our customers suck. I hate them all. (laughs) Bethany sang in a horrific opera voice. I am going to do like the whole like flowery reading. I hope that's okay. Wait, she was singing that she hates the customers? Like, I hate our customers. Yes. Okay. This was at like, you know, at the end of closing. I do. When you're about to walk out and you're just hanging with. Yeah. And you're Mm -hmm. like, get me the fuck out of here. I want to go home and play Zelda. Which is also a thing that was in here, but I think that's on one of the lost pages. She was definitely going to go home and play Wind Waker, because I think that's where I was at. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Another bracing shot of champagne. Okay. We should get champagne shot glasses. Merch. Merch opportunities. Uh, Best thing in a horrific opera voice. I'm sure you guys can actually hear me. She waved her hands over her head and pranced around the stockroom. <laughs> May death come swiftly to them all. <laughs> this is where, again, I was at. I think we've all been there. Oh, yes. And literally everyone, like, in this, named in this, these, like, you know, the Happy Bakery Company, which is completely Panera, which is where I worked at the time, <laughs> are just the names of the people that I worked with. So I'm sorry if you guys are listening. Uh, problems? Greg, the dishwasher, asked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, is it so hard for someone to read the goddamn title cards in the bakery? I'm not psychic. If you point and grunt, I got no idea of what you want. <laughs> I know you've sat through this. Uh, I've been there, yeah. This fucking story before. Greg shook his head with a laugh. God, Bethany continued, I can't stand these assholes. She stalked back to her register. After countless questions regarding the... Is that supposed to be ingredients? Because that's a D word. You should be. I am going to call out all of the horrible Ingredients. Spell. Ingredients of bagels. What brand of mayonnaise they used. I do think that I spelled mayonnaise correctly, though. Uh, the calorie content of every item in the bakery and why the products were so expensive. That's where, Erica. That's not where. Uh, Beth's shift finally ended. She whooped with joy. Also, that wasn't the end of the whoop, day. Whoop, whoop! She was just being a douchebag <laughs> in the back. Uh, she whooped with joy and was shushed by her manager. Thank God, I'm so out of here. Oh no, yeah, there's the Zelda stuff. The next eight hours will be spent on my GameCube, because that's how a normal human being speaks. Hyrule needs some saving. She punched out and shot a goodbye to the workers in the back. Just as she lifted her hand to wave to her fellow cashiers, she stepped in front of the oven and vanished. Oh. So long, suckers, Beth called, closing her eyes for a moment. When she opened them, the bakery had changed from the soulless Happy Bakery Corporation to a homier setting. You really dived right into the action there. Yeah, you know, I don't like it when it's like... Yeah, why set anything up, Sheila? Why set up any, like, who is this girl? Why should I care about her? What is she kind of struggling through? No, 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 no. We went just full on, like, Mary Sue. She's a badass, like, and you love her right the fuck away. With that said, I don't think there's a better technique for, like, generating insta empathy than having a character work in customer service. Right, because it's kind of the fucking worst. It's the worst. So there's maybe, like, a page missing here. Okay. Because it just goes right into, um some other conversation with a character that she meets in this new world. So what I vaguely remember she falls into like this farm. Let me make sure I'm not like stopping the recording as I like rest my notebook down. Uh, she falls into this farm and there's this uh, dude there. His name is Magicale. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, that's what he calls himself. His actual name is Kale. Yes. Please keep laughing. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> In your defense, I feel like, I feel like, what was this, 2003? That was before Kale kind of became... Oh, no, this was definitely before Kale was, like, a thing. Yes. Yes, because that happened in what, like, 09? Yeah, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to say 09. We were in, like, the vague Midwest, so maybe, like, California, that was, like, a thing. And they probably had Kale since the 80s. Oh, for sure. Kale was huge out there. But, uh, and it's spelled K-A-E-L. Kale. Yeah. So. Magical. <laughs> That's like his magician name. It's so magical. Oh, I know. Okay, I'm not going to probably let this one go. Don't, because it's terrible. It's terrible. More bracing drinks. So, uh, she falls into this farm, and, uh... Is it a kale farm? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It is now. That's delightful. I know. Um, oh, I know. I know. I'm just, uh... <laughs> So wonderful. I'm just glad it's not my turn in the hot seat. (laughs) Uh, So she falls into this thing and this kid is like, he's not really a kid. He's like, how old were we? 21. 20. Yeah, right in there. Um, And he's like a a wannabe kind of magic user. His parents kind of hate him and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, you found this chick. You can go off on this like quest. And he has this like person that he's learning magic from maybe this wasn't all on just one page but he has uh and he's like oh let me take you to like them and we can figure out what the fuck to do and uh we'll pick up the action 
there. Okay. I'm going to have some more champagne. This is really <laughs> fucking embarrassing. You're really breaking up the flow of the podcast here. I know. That's all right. <clears throat> all right. Uh, master, Kale rushed into the elderly woman's seat. Rushed in, no, rushed to, excuse me. And kissed her. <laughs> really? kinds of vegetable puns like but i'm ruining it i don't think i did any of those please continue with rushing into an elderly woman's bottom i'm broken wasn't her bottom it was her seat (laughs) oh hi bob the dog okay down please down all right i'm just gonna break out into giggles now like randomly so thanks you're welcome thank you uh, it's been too long. <laughs> Every time I say... <laughs> Every time I say this fucking name! <laughs> it's been too long since I've had a salad. I've just been eating a lot of meat lately. Alright, I'm gonna need a minute. <sighs> Give me a mo. We gonna edit this out? Nah, this is all part of the joy. Okay. Because now I've got the giggles now. <laughs> I feel like this doesn't bode well for this giant binder you have in this sheaf of paper that oh, I Oh, no, have. no, I only have, I'm not reading the whole thing. We're only going, and at this rate, we're going to get like five pages in it. It'll just be it. <laughs> Gather yourself. <sighs> Trying to. Oh, my God. That happened to me once in math class. I couldn't stop laughing, and then Mr. Fennell asked if I was sitting on a feather. <laughs> me off like times time. Why would you say that to someone? <laughs> no, this will happen when like something stupid happens. We'll be at like a family gathering or something and someone will say something and my mind just goes like God only fucking knows where and I can't stop laughing. And crying. <laughs> Sometimes that emotion veers into like, oh my god, am I actually really sad? Right, then it gets really dark. <laughs> And then you're like, is this ever going to stop? Am I going to die? Like and then those you're just people? like laughing and crying like a mad person. And people are like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, every time I say his name though, so. <laughs> Maybe you need to pronounce it differently like Kyle. <laughs> or Cal. Superman, then. He could just be Cal. I guess he could be Cal, but I'm reading it, so I see it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. She looks like, yeah, <laughs> Such stupid shit. Oh my goodness. Maybe we should just do like a page at a time. That might be for the best. <sighs> Let me try and get through this. Okay. We got this. Professional? Mm-hmm. Not really. Sort of. Okay. <clears throat> nope. Give it a minute. You're going to start singing in an operatic voice. <laughs> kind of laughing in an operatic voice. Do you want me to go while you gather yourself? Will that work, though? Because what if we get something like this on yours? That's definitely going to happen. Okay. So then this is just going to be like, laughter, the podcast. (laughs) Okay. No, I got this. Okay. I am fine. We're going to read one more page (laughs) because we're like, have wasted like 15 just laughing like fools. Mm -hmm. 15 pages, not 15 minutes. That wasn't funny. (laughs) No, it was just a statement of fact. (laughs) Oof. Probably felt like 15 minutes for our listeners. <laughs> probably, no one is listening anymore. <laughs> and like, why would I 
want to listen to something where they're shrieking like hyenas. Okay. Oh, that's sexist. All right. All right. (laughs) Sorry, is it sexist? Is it? I don't know. So I had a long conversation with my work husband. You know things like Debbie Downer? And Nervous Nelly, he, his whole approach to that was that all of those names are sexist. But also there's Gloomy Gus. That's a thing. But, you know, Chatty Cathy. So then it started like a, a three month thing of us just like doing it all the time. I was like, oh, you're a real fashionable Frankie today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's it's become a thing that it's I really enjoy. Delightful. I guess they are kind of sexist. I, and I couldn't think of any other male ones besides Gloomy Gus. Lighten up Francis. But I guess Francis is kind of a girl's name, too, right? Francis could be a boy or a girl, depending on if it's with an I or an E. So that one's a real, like, progressive one. What's that one? You've never heard Lighten Up Francis? No. You used to say that all the time. Who's Francis? I don't know. (laughs) Who's Kathy? I don't know. That's a good point. Francis is Francis. (laughs) All right. Pour the champagne. Can you give me a refill while you're at it? I can, yes. All right. Then we should probably get back to it. Correct. Well, I enjoy that you guys, like, were like, no, yeah, we're just going to make this a thing. Oh, yeah. No, we went way overboard with it. His whole Christmas card was just like, I was like, you're the Billy Best. Thanks for being my Frankie friend and being <laughs> Peter Patience. I like Peter Patience. Yeah, me too. I like the name Peter. I don't know if I'd... I shouldn't say that because what if someone named Peter is listening and now I've hurt their feelings? I'm sorry, Peter. What if someone <laughs> named Gail is listening? <laughs> is that an... I mean, I guess that's a name. There is someone somewhere named Kale. For sure. There's well, n- no way. There I has mean, to be. There are people with a lot sillier names than that. Oh, for sure. But I'm just saying, there's totally someone named Kale. I'm sorry, Kale. We're sorry. We don't mean to keep... Maybe you spell it differently. Probably you do. Maybe you spell it like the veg. Like the veg. Right. Which is delicious. I do really like Kale. You wouldn't know it from looking at me, but I really love Kale. <laughs> I was going to start and give you like my in-depth opinions on different types of Kale, but then I was like, what could be more boring? So let's get back to it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so we've run up to this, uh, his master, who's some old woman with a bottom. Uh, (laughs) uh, Not long enough. I'm just not going to say his name anymore. My arm still aches from your last sad attempt at a healing spell. And that just, that conjures up all sorts of horrors. Uh, He nervously laughed. Uh, Still have that grand sense of humor, I see. See, I thought I was being really funny. I I mean, I... I don't think it's not funny. Well, we're laughing for different reasons. (laughs) Uh, I'm not joking. Uh, I'm assuming she said stone-faced because I didn't write anything there. Uh, I want to have a conversation about how you, what you like write after dialogue as soon as I'm done with this pitch because we do have to actually, you know, read shit on our mortified-esque podcast. Can do. Uh, Clearly, you were her favorite student, Beth Sniffed, (laughs) for some reason. Uh, Sorry to bother you, Master, but I accidentally... I've accidentally done it again. Oh, you poor girl. The woman shook her head in disapproval. You're the 30th person he's done this to. 27th, Kale interjected. Whatever. Uh, it's all right, ma'am, Beth said. We've come to find a quest. I must be here for a reason, and if I'm not, I want to find something to do. Beth is very roll That's with a great attitude. Kind of oh, yeah, she's real chill. She's awesome. Uh, she's the only one who hasn't spazzed out about coming here, said our, uh, male protagonist <laughs> so i think she can handle something handle something the master said gods well here uh come here then i've classes to teach and can't waste all day on you two give me your hands the wrinkled woman sexist carefully studied beth's hands uh turning them this way and that i mean i 
think some people are wrinkled. Yeah. Gender be damned. Yeah. Was that elderly? It's more ageist. Like, okay, yeah. ageist then. Ageist, excuse me. Uh, well, you're different than the others. See, she's special. Uh, not this chosen one, Mr. Mustafli's here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. Mr. Mustafli's like the cat from Cats. <laughs> that was that's her go-to insult. <laughs> Doing the wheezing laugh. Oh my god! Does she always call people names from cats? Is she like this fucking rumple teaser over here? Is messing everything up. She is a Grisabelda in her spare time. She has seen the musical at least thirty-seven. So she's a cat super fan. She is is no, but Mephistopheles is like someone else too. It's not just from cats. That's Mephistopheles. Who actually appears in my story. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shared cinematic universe. Okay. Keeps babbling about. But it looks like you might know whoever it is. Meaning Beth might know this chosen one. Stop laughing at me. Sorry. <laughs> um, what's the quest then? Beth asked. Uh, the master shrugged. I'm assuming we'll have a quest when we have a chosen one. It only makes sense. Can't I do something until everything starts? I can't run an errand or something because let's say something fifty thousand times. Down, Beth. <laughs> she's kind of she's a bit of a bitch. Okay, you know, but we love her for it. She wants to be helpful. I exactly, like that. exactly. She doesn't want to waste her time. She is a woman about town. You know, just kind of ripped unceremoniously from her GameCube. I mean, I think she has earned the right to be a little crabby. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I suppose you could check on the crystal, because there's always just a random crystal in, like, every fucking story that I wrote before, like, the year, like, 2015. <laughs> uh, we've nothing for you here. Uh, he can escort you, because, again, I can't say that name out loud. Just don't let him fight. Oh, Is he uh, fighting? I just have a little bit of a paragraph left, okay. and we can kind of call it there, because, again, <clears throat> I don't want to go forever. Uh, that could have gone better, Beth sighed. Uh, what the hell did you do to them? Uh, told you, I can't cast a spell to save my life. Uh, Kale answered. Ooh, I did it, and it was okay. <laughs> it could have been worse. Shannon could have been there. Oh, Shannon. Whoa. I'd rather not get into it. And that's You're not gonna will. leave it there, are you? I think we will, yes. God, I thought I was gonna get through, like, 12 fucking pages. Like, are you Shannon. serious? Like, it's almost, like, we've been talking for almost 40 minutes. I, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Shannon was the one that I mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah. Is Shannon a bitch? Oh, it's actually a guy. Oh, dude Shannon. Dude Shannon. I was like, what kind of horrible name can we give to this poor, horrible character? I feel like that's kind of sexy in an Irish way. I mean, would you like me to keep going? I can. It gets really stupid from there. Let's maybe jump into mine for a little bit and then alternate if we have time. I feel like we're too nice for podcasting. I feel like I'm being too supportive of your story. Oh, no. Like the, like the laughter. Like, that wasn't soul crushing at all. No, no, but I was like, in your defense, like three times. And I thought the, like, the stop police thing was funny. Okay. okay. So now what? Uh, uh, you go. Okay. So right. context corner, context corner, um, context of today, I found a sheaf of pages um, that are not numbered. And this is clearly somewhere in the middle of the story. So I'm going to have to tell you about all the characters. If I can remember, I should have probably written this down. Super context corner. 
in sixth grade, we read The Outsiders. And <gasps> Is I, this this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. And I fell in love with it because, you know, Pony Boy, very sensitive individual. So I felt like the only way you could really improve on The Outsiders was if the protagonist instead of Pony Boy was me. I mean, obviously. So, obviously. My alter ego at that time was always Darcy, which will feature in Erica's stories as well. So Darcy is 16 and has run away from home for reasons of, like, deep privilege. And the worst part is so now- how old were you when you wrote this then? <laughs> it started when I was 12. Because remember when you were, like, a kid and, like, 16 felt like, oh, shit. Yes. You're 16. Like, I never imagined anything past, like, 18. Anything past that yes. seemed like, oh, you might as well just be dead. Well, and there is a very, because I did not have a firm grasp on 16 or any of the years afterward, there's a lot of inappropriate age romance stuff. Fun. So that's something to look forward to. I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm like, I'm worse than Stephen King in many ways. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, though. Like, we all read, what was that fucking Harry Potter fanfic? Oh, Queen Pawn, Pawn to, to Queen. Queen. That never got finished, which I was really mad it about. It didn't? No. It just left. I probably dropped it after, like, the good sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. But that was definitely Snape and Hermione. Yeah, that's incredibly disturbing. It is. But we ate that shit fucking up. Did we? Wasn't, weren't they, were they at least artificially aged up? No. I no. I think so. Oh, no. God. No, but I remember, like, devouring that, like, whole story. Because there was something deeply wrong with me. I read a lot of uh, creepy fan fiction. Sometimes I read it out loud to my roommate. She was really into um, Scully slash Seven of Nine slash. So Scully and Seven of Nine I came together. Of, it was like her bad. It was like That's her bedtime hot, story. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was because Jerry Ryan is gorgeous, and so is Gillian Anderson. Exactly. So. So yeah, it was good times. Into it. So anyway, the context corner. The beginning of the story. She runs away from home, and it's terrible because. Uh, her mother just drops out of the story and I don't think ever actually makes an attempt to look for her or files a missing persons report. It's it's as if she ceased to exist. <laughs> and I just realized this now. to the overall arc. She's not. No. I mean, I could have at least killed her or no, something. No, no, no. It's fine. But so anyway, this girl breaks out of her house and then... Breaks out of her house. Well, escapes her house <laughs> and then like has a suitcase and goes to a bad neighborhood somehow gets there and then is about to get jumped by a really sexy guy so is it like bad neighborhood in the way like a 50s like street tough bad neighborhood that is exactly what is happening all of these guys are like privileged they have no reason to be in a gang they don't i don't think any of them have guns they might not even have knives like i feel like it's actually just a friend group (laughs) when you're a (laughs) jet This is the boy who jumps her, almost jumps her, and then all of her tampons spill out of her suitcase. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I make you choke? And then he feels really bad. So he decides, I guess, to take her under his wing and take her back to the house to join the gang. Oh, they have a house. They do. It's That is explained away as somebody's dead parent's house. So, okay. I'll, Lots I'll, of dead I'll, <laughs> Like yeah. a trail of dead grown-ups. <laughs> So, okay. Oh my goodness. So the boy who jumps her is called Jeremy because that's like the sexiest name. And I think I still kind of feel that way. See, there's a We Hate Movies podcast where um, they do kind of like a bit about this uh, immortal like hell demon having an intern named Jeremy. <laughs> so that's just all I think of when you say Jeremy. You don't think of Pearl Jam's Jeremy? No. Oh. I'm disappointed. So you're talking about someone, though, who found like... Uh, 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 the cartoon character Vegeta from DBZ, like insanely sexy, is like it's a child. So that's like, you I say something like, like "Ooh, vegetables." I'm like, mm. 
Because <laughs> there's something deeply wrong with me. So, okay. Did you ever have crushes on... Yes, a priest. You remember this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to go even, like, weirder. On, like, uh, animated animals. Like, Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Because I, f- I definitely did. And Raphael. Oh, who didn't have Turtle. a crush on Raph. Because he was cool but rude. Exactly. Like, well, and Michelangelo was a party dude. Michelangelo like, was dumb as shit, dude. though. <laughs> well, and then after seeing the uh, live-action Ninja Turtles movie, where, like, Raph is, like, the main character with Casey Jones... Yeah, that's just like, oh, oh, okay. Yes, sure. Into now, it. why was Casey Jones running around in a hockey mask? Because that was just his jam. Okay. Pain 101. That's a line from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we should probably get together and watch that. I would watch the shit out of the original Ninja Turtles movie. I would like to say that the first time I ever saw that, I was actually on a cruise ship participating in a pizza eating contest. So a highlight of my life. Nice. Yeah, Very it was nice. good. Okay, back to context. Back corner. to context corners. So we covered Jeremy. There's also um Taylor. He's 21. He is the the future love interest. He's hanging out with like 15 year olds. Absolutely, I he is. It. Now, to be fair, he and his other 21 year old friend Ivan, who is like runs a record store, or owns a record store, of or something. He does. They were they were <laughs> taking care of the younger boys. Oh, okay. So the younger boys. There's Dakota. He's like. I don't know. His name was Tom. They all had, like, there was, like, Dave and Tom and Chris, and then they became Dakota and, like, Saturn. So, oh, there was something I wrote once where I had a character named Saturn. But may I also say that she was a girl, though, and she could, like, see the fucking future and shit. That's pretty cool. Um, There is a wrestler called Perry Saturn. So that's fucking funny to me. I like it. Saturn is, like, the cut-up of the group. He's kind of based on my cousin Chris, who is always very funny. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right context context dakota is just like the normal guy of the group william is his like like chubby little brother who's like 12 or 10 or something and then i think i think that's all the boys okay so anyway darcy moves in with all the boys and then they're like shit we have to enroll you in school so i feel like that's around there is where we're picking up this story interesting now darcy is is mad crushing on taylor taylor looks like taylor hansen and his living room is nautical themed. <laughs> so it's blue and there's, there's nets. Like, like, you know, when you go to a Greek restaurant, it's kind of like that. And I recently realized... You, you know, you need to explain the handsome stuff. Oh, okay. Let me just tell you first that I recently realized that my current living room is actually the living room that I described in this story. I painted it blue. You don't have, like, I did nets the thing. lying around. No, but if that was acceptable, I would. Being I know I have a husband. Things? I have to decorate around his taste too. Uh, yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, I really. He I'm, hates chandeliers. I really wanted one of those like orb chandeliers in the kitchen. Yeah. And someone was like, "I don't like those." Someone. For <laughs> some reason, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll get a different one." I should just been like, "Fuck you, it's my kitchen." I feel like depending on who uses the room the most. I gave him the office, and he painted it a horrible, horrible orange, which he keeps calling Oak Park Orange. I'm like, where did you? It's not Oak Park. That's orange, not a thing. It's not a thing. Is that a thing? We both. That's stomp- not a that thing. was our stomping ground. I, I like kind of see what, like maybe where he would like think that, but it's not. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's a nice enough orange. It's just orange is not my color. Right. But anyway. So Darcy was mad crushing on Taylor. Taylor is a very sensitive, poetic soul. Of course. Who looks exactly like a 21-year-old version of Taylor Hansen. I'm very glad I didn't take a sip of wine just there. But but 90s Taylor Hansen, not current Taylor Hansen, with his skeezy mustache. 
Oh, does he have a skeezy mustache? Yes, for the last like ten years. I'm like, what? That's unfortunate. Maybe he's trying to give one of the other boys in the band the chance to shine. But like, bad facial hair is like the fucking worst. It's not great. Like, if you have a bad beard, it's just like you just need to shave that. Who has a bad beard? Ooh, who has a bad beard? I feel like everybody's beard game has been really stepped up lately. Is that just something that happens in your 30s and 40s? Or are we living in a beard time? We're living in a beard time. Okay. Everybody's like all about beards. So everybody's like, and they're like taking care of their beards. Yes. We have a lot of very nice beards. Yes. Very shampooed, very like oiled. Oiled, exactly. Taking care of your facial hair. Very oh, important. I do. Like I know some great beards. Well done, boys. Well done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... We pick up somewhere random. Do, do you random. need a refill first? I do need a refill, because okay. I'm starting to feel You also scared. didn't explain that you used to be, like, obsessed with Hanson. Oh, I was obsessed with Hanson to the point where I purchased some clothes that you could argue was me cosplaying as Taylor Hanson. Uh, Sheila. Yes. <laughs> I rollerbladed a lot. Now, to be fair, I still roller skate. Um... I was once on TV in a news segment, and I wanted to wear my Hanson shirt, and the producers wouldn't let me. That might have been a, like, trademark thing, though. It might have. Yeah. Because sometimes it's, they don't want to be seen as, like, advertising something. But I was deeply into Hanson. I almost brought over tonight um, the fan mail that I was going to send to (gasps) Hanson. My husband recently found it and just, like had it in his hand and was like laughing hysterically climbing the stairs like he couldn't even talk i decorated it with the chicago skyline like it was really well done but i never sent it very nice oh you should have sent it i i don't know why i didn't i will tell you this i was like all about writing letters when i was a kid for like some fucking reason Mm -hmm. and every time i did i would get something back like the two things that i like very distinctly remember was after i finished final fantasy 7 i wrote squaresoft and we're like, dude, what a bitchin' fucking game. I mean, I didn't say that because I was, like, fucking 12. But they wrote me back. And, like, I don't think I still have the letter, but it was, like, awesome that this fucking, like, corporation wrote me back. That is cool. That's, and that's, like, somebody's fun job. Like, right. that was a highlight of that employee's It was really day. cool. I appreciated that greatly. And then uh, when I was a kid, I was very into Animaniacs. That was, like, my, my fucking jam. Did you? Did I hear that it's coming back? It is. But oh, they're not, not bringing, like, the showrunner back and, like, the writers oh. aren't coming back. So it's not going to be... And that show is just so perfect. So it's like, let's just air the reruns, because those would be just as good now. And let's not make new ones, you know? Just like, exactly, mm, not really about it. Um, but I wrote uh, Warner Brothers, and they sent me back, I think I still have it, actually, a glossy photo of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot with their voice actors <gasps> signed it for me. Oh, It's like one of my most prized possessions. It's awesome as That's shit. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I don't think, oh no, that's a lie. I once, um, we were talking about this earlier, dressing up as obscure Halloween things that no one would recognize. I was very into the Xanth series of fantasy novels when I was a kid. Uh, The first couple quasi hold up when you're an adult, but also you start to see the author's creepy sexual undertones. And Oh, that's like with um, fucking uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Reading those as an adult is yes. just like, oh, this fucking churchy shit. That's and- how it is. And he's got this juvenile obsession with sex that he looks at in a very both female exploitative and juvenile way. But then the worst part is his other series. There's definitely one book where someone has sex with a five-year-old girl and she likes it. And if you if you connect the dots in enough of his work, there's an argument to be made that there's a threat of pedophilia. It's real creepy. That's so I'm kind of happy that I sent him this letter and said that I had included a picture of me in the Halloween costume, but actually forgot to include the picture. And he oh, wrote me back a personalized yeah. letter and he was like, oh, that's so great. There wasn't a picture in the envelope, but you know, that's OK. Mm, so God, yeah, it all worked out. 
Um, so there was that. That's dark. But once I emailed Judy Bloom and she emailed me back. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very She's cool. lovely. Okay. <laughs> so, I, yes, I was in a, in a place of deep and abiding love for Hanson because who wasn't in 1997? Well, most of my peers. Yes, Erica's raising her hand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it just completely passed me by. There, I feel like the music holds up better than, say, the Backstreet. Well, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna say that. I'm sorry. I, mean, I apologize. Get into a fight right I'm gonna now. walk that back. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that ca- that ca- the BSV catalog holds the fuck up. But Hanson's still making music, and they're well regarded, and they also make beer. I knew about the beer. Mm-hmm. Mm, hop, right? Yeah, I drunkenly tweeted to them that I was excited about their beer, and they never tweeted back. See, that's the danger of Twitter, right? Yeah. Because it's like, ooh, maybe I'll like reach out, maybe they'll get back to me. Yes. One time, and I don't want to like derail, because oh, do I want to get into your story? I, I don't. <laughs> um, I used to write for uh, the wrestling blog, because uh, I'm a very large wrestling fan, and um, I found out that, do you know who LaToya Ferguson is? Why do I know that name? She write, used to write for the AV Club. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, actually yeah, yeah, would her. read my stuff. <gasps> And I, like, she tweeted at me, and she was like, oh, yeah, like, that article was, like, whatever. And I was like, wait, seriously? Oh. Like, you read my shit? That's fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I think she's the one doing the Riverdale recaps. I love her. Oh, she might be. Yeah. Yeah, very validating. Oh, That's also, cool. Also, uh, and this is, like, apropos of nothing, but there is going to be a River- Riverdale convention at the Hyatt Regency in O'Hare. Oh, my God. I have to go to that. I have to cosplay. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about it. Yes. When we're, oh, my when God. We're done. Yes. Okay. Okay, I guess without further ado, we begin in Medias Race. Am I saying that right? Sure. <clears throat> meanwhile, I pursued a jelly bean fantasy. I really like that we even we got a meanwhile. <laughs> like right, like right as you started writing. I mean, that's the first page that oh, I have. Like, I've, like it's all over. Like, meanwhile, however, <laughs> you know, other stupid like fillers. Also, a jelly bean fantasy of of sovereign nature. Wow, Sheila. <laughs> Convincing myself that I was an eligible princess sheathed in royal bedding, <laughs> preparing to receive suitors. This occupied me until I drowsed off once again. I was animated for the third time by Ace. <laughs> You're okay, can I just say? <laughs> yes. You can feel that thesaurus all over the shit already. That's it. It pains me that I went back and did this because honestly, the first version was like real people talking. And this well, you know is what some... the crazy thing was? Like when you were younger, you used to feel like, oh, I need to add more detail. Yes. I need to get more in here. More, 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 more. Yes. And then like when you hear like writing advice, everybody's like, oh no, like just write, and then you're gonna end up cutting like, you know, twenty percent of what you wrote. Exactly. It's all superfluous. And you just, you don't need to pack this many $12 words into, the whole thing is like this, so I apologize, everybody, but it's kind of brutal. I was animated by a soupçon of sensation on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> a what? A, a soupçon. Is that a, a it French is a word? French word. Okay, meaning? <laughs> meaning like a, a touch, like oh, a little okay. bit. Okay. I blinked. So the creepy twenty-one-year-old is like kissing her awake. <laughs> well, no, not yet. Well, uh, this will this will explain. Oh, it okay. Too. Excuse me. I blinked to reveal Taylor's finger, which he christened with a honeyed kiss. By who? Also, said, super creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy, and I want everybody to like. I want everybody who listens to this to hear and know Taylor as not a creepy person who's creeping on a sixteen-year-old. Well, I think you have to look at it from the perspective of you were what 12, 14 when you wrote yes. this. So you don't, you're not thinking of it in that context. No. You're in that sort of like this fiction realm where like, it's kind of your fantasies kind of coming true, right? Exactly. So it's, it's not meant to be, and if you're a a girl around like 
your mid thirties now. Mm-hmm. You you did this shit, right? You like everybody wrote did. stuff or wrote fanfic that got like entirely too explicit for your age. Like, oh, yeah. And I think the age difference. I think you see this crop up in a lot of um, young women's writing and young women's just fantasy and the things that we like talk about and share with each other boys 16 year old boys were the worst so of course i was into what 21 year old boys like i didn't know that that was like a creepy matthew okay, McConaughey again, thing. i had a crush on a priest in high school he <laughs> <laughs> was like 40 something and not like like a hot young priest he was like a short like fucking southern dude okay well first of all southern is hot but second of all there's this concept called propinquity and Basically, it's just if you're surrounded by people enough, you come to find them attractive. It's like, you know, it's like that guy's hot for my math class, but he's not hot, but he's like occupies my time in my math class. Fair. So that's why people have affairs in the workplace and stuff. Like, it's not like that person's super hot. It's that they're super hot and you get used to them and they're there. Right. Yeah, and it's true. it's a real it's a real phenomenon. So don't beat yourself up too much about Papa T sauce. Oh, I wasn't going to give names, okay? That's but not fine. his real name. I know, but still. And not like, I, I wasn't quiet about that either. I think all of our friends from high school were very aware of that. I mean, we all had our weird crushes. I'm supportive. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. Flowery pro. Bye, he said. I'm leaving. See you around five. My Lancelot tramped out and slammed the front door behind him. How was he a Lancelot? Well, uh, he had long hair. I don't know. Like Richard Gere in First Night? Oh my god, I loved that movie. I loved yes, that like movie Richard too. Gere. In First oh my god. The only part I didn't like, and I don't mean to keep interrupting you. No, this is great. Was um when he puts her in like the Oubliette, I was like, no, she should be in like a dungeon or something. I I forgot. I, I like things just have fallen out of my head. I'm gonna need to review the plot of that movie. Oh again. my god. It's like the final like Arthurian story where like Lancelot and Guinevere like fall in love and like Sean Connery is there as fucking King Arthur because why not? And I always thought Lancelot kind of sucked, though. He's kind of a dickhead. And Richard like, Gears, I've never been, like, about. But he's Lancelot in that movie. This is how I feel. I feel like now that I'm in my 30s, it's obvious to me that while Raphael is cool but rude, Leonardo or Donatello would be the better partner. Oh, that's right where you want to be. Oh, for yeah. sure. So now I feel like King Arthur was a very good king. Oh, for sure. And he had this whole, like, storied, like... I mean, he got a fucking sword from a lady in a lake. That's exactly. rad as shit, man. So I feel like Lancelot was probably just running around being a pretty boy and stealing people's wives. He, he was a Not fucking cool. cockbite. Like, yeah. Mm. So. Oh, first night. I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> we need to have a movie night, clearly. Oh, we need to watch Labyrinth, too. Yes, we do. If we're speaking okay. of oubliettes. <laughs> I love oubliettes. There's an X-Files <laughs> episode called Oubliette. That's really good. This is an all-over-the-place pop culture podcast. Hey, that is totally fine. (laughs) Okay. I swooned back onto the sheets. He kissed me. Granted, it was not directly on the lips, but still. A kiss is a kiss. (laughs) A kiss is a kiss. Okay. (laughs) But it wasn't a kiss. He kissed his finger and, like, creepily, like, rubbed it over your lips. So It's kind of worse, right? That's, like, hella creepy. Yes. Like, if Bob ever did that, I'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, stop touching my face. My strawberry shortcake fantasy was smashed. But okay, dangling. okay, <laughs> all right. Like, jelly bean fantasy, my strawberry shortcake fantasy. There's definitely she an ice cream. There's an ice Mother cream fantasy. We're not even off the first page. <laughs> Maybe I was hungry. Oh, it's possible. It's I'll, very possible. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. Okay. okay. 
I hopped out of bed, anticipating Dakota and company, and sprinted to the phone. Hello? Hey, hey, Darcy! <laughs> the rights to the familiar shibboleth. <laughs> Fuck. Should I just edit this on the fly? No, but so I, I don't really have kind to of want to like, travel things. back in time and slap the thorns out of your hand. I'm just be like, I am your friend from the future. <laughs> don't! <laughs> You just met me in cross country. Don't. <laughs> don't ever. Don't ever use those words. Okay, that, so what was the French word there? Uh, soupçon. Wait, what? Wait, what? Soupçon. Okay, no, but what does that mean? <laughs> oh, it means like a like a hint of something. Okay. Like a dash of something. Okay. okay. Uh, this the the rights to that name belong solely to Saturn. What's up? You okay? Other than that, I got sick all over the floor. Yeah, I'm fine. I said drolly. It was very, very droll. Very droll. Very, very droll. <laughs> Saturn dutifully imparted this to the sibilant congregation around the phone. Mother of that, Christ. Oh, oh, it's so much worse. Then he cackled, prefacing a lascivious comment. Hey. Sheila. William wants to say something. Sure. By the way, William is like 12. Okay. The phone was relinquished to William. Was it morning sickness? He blurted, instigating a lecherous chorus of laughter. Even I had to stifle a snicker. After sufficiently throttling, throttling my own laughter, I said disdainfully, Ha ha, you guys are so funny. I know, Saturn said arrogantly. Anyway, we just wanted to see if you were alright. Come over when you feel like it, okay? Okay. So where is she? Uh, probably Taylor's house and okay, so Taylor vomiting. Doesn't, Taylor doesn't live with them. No. Okay. He's, so she got drunk and he didn't take advantage of her is what happened. I don't th- Oh, yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's one of those, like, classic, like... That exactly. He girl's story. Like, exactly. Yes, like, so oh, sexy. what it would Oh, how dreamy. Yes. He didn't take it. He didn't, like... <laughs> like way to not rape me. Viciously <laughs> rape me while I was, like, underage and drunk. Good job, Bare Taylor. minimum, Taylor. Thanks. <laughs> you done good. <laughs> Should I continue? Yes. Okay. We need to get through at least a couple of your pages. Okay. Still stranded in a dreamlike state, I knocked smack into Mixie's prone black body. Mixie? Mixie is the black lab that they adopted. Aww. This is from a Sublime song. I thought that sounded for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of Sublime. It was the 90s. And I still listen to a lot of Sublime. And did not, like, discover any of that shit until, like, so much later. She frisked along behind me, jostling me with a chew toy. I didn't want to indulge her right then, though. Instead, I repaired to the bathtub. Repaired? I repaired to the bathtub. (laughs) Showers, for me, are pure business. Baths, on the other hand, are an age-old panacea. I still stand by that. Panacea? Panacea. Mm. Oh, you want me? Like a a cure-all. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, not not a bad line. Not a bad line. I mean, it's... If it wasn't, like... Like <laughs> around all of this other flowery shit, solid line. I'll, I'll give good. you that. Okay, I'll, I will give you, you that. I will give you that. There's well, one of the things we this. talked about before we started was we we're trying to find like worth in this stuff. Yes, because it's been either sitting on a shelf or it was written about and kind of forgotten about, and then it's like, well, no, we spent like time and effort. And, yes, these are know. our monster babies. Exactly, exactly. So we want to like share it with you, the poor fucking. If you're still <laughs> listening, God fucking bless you, man. Like, Flying Spaghetti Monster will give you grace, because <laughs> fuck. Grace be unto you, said the Flying Pasta Monster. Okay. 
Tub etiquette dictates that one should never bathe without a good book. So I hunted through the house for Taylor's bookshelf. Oh, I'm glad that you read in the bath, too. Oh, my God. What else is there to do? I don't know. Sit there and be miserable. Yeah. We have a really bad bathtub for, like, <gasps> bathing. That's the word. And you can't really try it out before you buy the house. No, you can't. I feel for you. That's terrible. It sucks. And I'm sorry. Like, one of the things that I don't like about this place is that it has a terror. Because I would love to be able to just, like, get, like, a clawfoot fucking tub. Yeah. Fill that fucker to the top and just, like marinate for hours but, but there's so much like you need it to be like the angle that your neck rests like there's so much my bathtub at home is perfect and no other bathtub has ever come close except for my aunt's sweet fucking fancy florida bullshit bathtub anyway bathtubs <laughs> the podcast <laughs> hey people would listen i would listen people are very passionate about their baths it's true Upon locating the bookshelf, I discovered it was overflowing with everything from comic books to Shakespeare. Taylor is very well-rounded. Okay. Uh, I perused for a while, selecting a stark volume of Poe stories, then imprisoned myself in the bathroom, Christ, where I drew cross. a bath and plunged in. After a rejuvenating hour-long soak, I returned the bower borrowed book to its library. Doing this, I executed a brilliantly contrived maneuver in which I caused an avalanche of about 30 books. I do this a lot at my house. So that's that's Who kind would of you like true to describe to it to us? I I would. Oh. I knelt to assemble the windfall. An unlabeled oyster gray notebook enticed me into skimming it, but I slammed it shut expeditiously when I realized what I had picked up was Taylor's journal. Uh-oh. I was only able to deny myself the privilege of pouring through it fervidly because I knew the extent of the anguish I'd suffer. Oh, oh dear. If some unwitting knave were to leaf through my diary. <laughs> Oh, I'm starting to feel sick. I'm getting that sick feeling. <laughs> you sent <said> me. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I've been crying. <laughs> Was my name encrypted somewhere within Taylor's leagues of marching words? Encrypted? Could my name possibly be inscribed in a heart? Were there poetic couplets that oozed maudlin sentiment? <laughs> Had he ascribed any of his romantic anxieties? Does she really like me? I yes, I'm very concerned that a 16 year old likes me or not. And let me write Dear like, Diary. <laughs> let me write like her name and then like my name and then her last name. And then like little hearts for the, like the eyes. Oh, God. No, Taylor. No, he's the saddest 21 year old of all time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I shelved it inconspicuously among among less seductive books and returned to the Elysian fields of my time alone. Okay, well, that is super dramatic. That is how I feel about alone time in oh, real Oh, no, life. no, no, I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> I'm going to give that to myself. Oh, for sure. Envisioning a caricature of the archfiend perching on my shoulder, Arch goading me. fiend. <laughs> so the devil? Satan. The devil? <laughs> the Diablo. <laughs> Goading me to retrieve Tay's journal. Tay. <laughs> that's what they called Taylor Hansen. Yes, I know. So that's what I had to call him. I brusquely flicked him away. Okay. Should I stop there? Is that the end of your second page? Um, no, it's the beginning, but it's like the end of that scene. Yeah. Let's let's okay. pause there then. And how do you feel? Delighted. Delighted. So not bubbly, nauseous, or anything. No. Or... I, in in a way, I feel like I'm both. So purging something and then also like doing honor to my younger self right it's like little like chibi erica and sheila never thought that this shit would ever see the light of day right exactly and like let's be real the odds of like either of us being a published novelist slim to none 
well, I'm not putting the work in at the moment. Yeah, me neither. So, like, let's just, you know, I don't mean to be, like, defeatist or anything. No. But who the fuck knows, right? It's true. God only knows. The bottoms could fall fucking tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I think it is more not, I mean, we're laughing and we're having a good time because these are both fucking ridiculous. It's delightful. But it is. It's kind of nice to be like, there is value here. There is worth here. And it's kind of like, it's nice to have somebody who kind of appreciates it. Cheers. So cheers. So we're going to call it there for this episode. But, um, yeah, I think we will probably be back. Don't you think? I think we'll be back. All right. So we'll call it there. So thank you very, very much if you lasted the whole time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. You're doing the Lord's work. We appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, follow us on Twitter. I believe we're at Oof, I wrote that. Uh, we'll have more like kind of, I'm sure we'll get like an Instagram and fucking shit started and all that crap. And... Oh my God. I don't know how to do Instagram. Oh, I got that. Don't okay. worry about it. Maybe we'll do like transcripts of some of the shit we've written. <laughs> I've got like little doodles and like the corners of like my shit and oh. little like, you know, errata that we can kind of, you know, yes. share with the, with the dear listeners. So, uh, go check out all the other, uh, podcasts we have on Team Puma Knife, which super appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks guys. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production.